Hey everybody, welcome to Bite Me Podcast. This is our 17th try at doing an intro. Colby keeps screwing it up. I don't know, it's fine. Episode 227, I got Colby, I got Dylan. Dylan's name today is... Well, actually, both Colby and Dylan. So, like, the software we use that, like, lets us talk to each other and see each other, like, lets you name yourself. Dylan today is Devious Made. And I can't... You is know. that a... Is that, like, an iOS, like, stupid game that we could advertise to me on Twitter? Um, yes. No, but you might recognize it if you have uh, an Echo Show. Um, because I literally was walking over here to sit down at the computer and then mm-hmm. there was an advertisement for devious maids on my echo show what is, it is it? a i think it's a show i don't know if it's i think it's just like a show oh I don't yeah think it's no a, i keep getting that ad too yeah yeah so <laughs> it's a reality show where maids just steal stuff yeah. <laughs> the hidden the, camera made show have i told you about my echo and it's want for me to buy tuna no <laughs> <laughs> so Probably once every two weeks, like I get that, like you've got a notification on my Echo, the like bling, and then like the the ring on all my like non shows turns yellow, and I'm like, what did I get a delivery? What's going on? And she's like, hey, we've noticed you haven't purchased tuna in a while. Maybe you should buy some tuna. I'm like, what? <laughs> why? Why? Why is tuna the thing you think I should purchase? Like some days, the day after I've purchased tuna from Amazon, she's like. Have you have you thought about buying more tuna? I'm like, no, I have not because a tuna is disgusting. B, uh, I already have some. I don't eat it. Brooke eats it. It's ugh, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, they're weird. Speaking of that, which will mm-hmm. lead perfectly into what we've been playing this week, um, has anyone played? And I have to be careful talking about this because she's near me. Um, you can use your Alexa to play a uh, Pac-Man Waka Waka. I know I have not. Yeah. So if you have an you need an echo show cuz it needs a screen, okay. but you say okay, bear with me here. Um you do play Pac-Man and it's like it's not Pac-Man in the sense of like you're running away from ghosts, but you might get there. Um I did not get that far cuz it it's kind of brain bending. Um but you say Waka Walkie Wika or wiki to move up, <laughs> down, right, or left. So you sit there and go waka waka wiki wiki waka waki waki wiki wiki waki, and the Pac Man moves to your voice. That I I can't decide if that's amazing or the dumbest thing I've ever heard, Dylan. But it's kind of amazing, except it's it's like really slow to get started. It's like yo, I got it. Can I just play the game? And it's like, it's trying to like teach you and then you have to wait for it to be like, okay, now we're listening to you. Go make noise now. Um, waka, waka, waka. Yeah, so I definitely recommend checking it out because it's weird, um, but it's called Pac-Man Waka Waka if you want to enable the skill. I absolutely want to enable the skill. I'll Maybe I'll maybe maybe I'll make a video of it, Dylan. And then I'll- your kid is going to sit there and he's going to Wika and Waki all through the night you know my kid doesn't have the patience for that like my kid's got less follow-through than i do which is saying a lot like if it's not minecraft he, he doesn't get too deep into anything it's all right i only i think i only played like a two level two or three levels i would be curious to like a see more complicated levels and what that could be and then i would actually em- enjoy seeing someone who is just adept at this game yeah i want to see someone just, speed run it yeah and then like maybe two people playing against each other and they're just like it just, just 
garbly gook and I'm in Nike. it. I don't know. I'm in it. Anyway. Colby's name is XXX Ripper Z eighty two XXX. I was trying to go for the most two thousand name I could find. It's pretty pretty much the, the worst. What does that XXX mean? Do you have any idea? Like it was it just a thing or did it mean something? I honestly don't know if it meant something or if it was like when you were choosing a username, like, well, you know, like, I don't know, 69 dude taken. is already taken, yeah. so if I throw XXX on it, and then I'll be triple X 69 dude. You're and even then, more provocative. Then I'll have my Gmail account 30 years later and be like, huh, should have chosen something different. My sister-in-law's Hotmail account that I believe she still uses is... <laughs> I should not say that on. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. I should uh, not say that. I'm going to go email her right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll edit that part of the podcast out. <laughs> that would have been very funny, though, to dox my sister-in-law. <laughs> and her addresses. Yeah, right. That, that, that went from being a very, very good idea to being a very, very bad idea very, very quickly. Anyway, uh, today we're going to talk about video games and, I don't know, maybe our Hotmail accounts from the 90s. Uh, I got hacked and I never bothered to like do anything about it, so I can't get into it now. Mine, the only reason I kept it active is because it's the one that's tied to my Xbox account, and so occasionally I need to like do stuff with it. Um, but yeah, mine got hacked about once every three weeks until I turned on two-factor authentication, and now it doesn't get hacked as often. So anyway, uh, the first three things we're going to talk about today are going to start with the phrase, rumor is. Um, that's just the kind of news week it is. Rumor is that PlayStation is going to get rid of a lot of games. Rumor is that Microsoft might be buying Discord, and rumor is the new Switch might support Ooh. DLSS. If you don't know what DLSS DLSS, DLSS is. That's pretty cool, actually. And then in actual, honest-to-goodness, confirmed news, uh, Steam's remote play together is getting easier to play than ever. A uh, flood of PS2 prototypes were just released onto the internet. GeForce Now hits 10 million subscribers and does a little bit of price gouging. Nah, it's not true. Price is fine. Just more. Uh, Disco Elysium is available for PlayStation users, and that's not news, but I just want everyone to know it so they go play it. And if you want Mario, there is not much time left to get Mario. We got questions from Vinny um, me, uh, Princess Megan, Ardeacon, a bunch of new games in the cheap free section from uh, PlayStation. But first, oh, we got a Troll Corner too. There's a Troll Corner down there. It should be Nintendo. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, anyway, first, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. Dylan's been playing <laughs> Bloom's Tower Waka Defense. Waka. <laughs> My kid loves so that good. game. It's so good. So. <laughs> I think that you have to explain what Bloons Tower Defense is for the people that have never played it because, like, when like I was familiar with it, but Carter kind of gave me the intro to it, and it sounds like a fever dream. Like, it makes no sense at all. Please, Dylan, tell me what Bloons Tower Defense 6 is. So do you want me to tell you what Bloons Tower Defense 6 is, or do you want me to tell you what Bloons Tower Defense is to me? Because a long time ago... <laughs> So it's I guess a tough I graduated. Choice, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I graduated from high school in 2010, which is 14 years after I got married. But please continue. 21 <laughs> is 11 years ago now. 13 years. So it would have been 2008 through 10, probably. It was mostly um, in video productions class. Um, this game, I think it was, I don't remember which number it was, if it was three or four. Sure. Um, but our whole video productions class was very into this game, including the teacher. So we would <laughs> sit there in our web browsers 
and play Bloons Tower Defense, um, which involves multicolored balloons, um, reds being the smallest, and they, they go up to rainbows and blimps. But when you pop the one balloon, there's another balloon inside it, unless it is a red one. Um, so your different towers throw darts at the balloons, and they can sometimes pop more than one layer of the balloon, or you can have a glue monkey that shoots glue to the balloon and then you can upgrade the glue monkey to make the glue affect all the layers of the balloons or you can make it in make it corrosive glue if you wish um so like a tower defense game you place your monkeys all over the place and pop balloons and you get a single credit for every balloon you pop um and then make oodles and oodles of monies and turn those monies into monkeys and then you pop balloons until you win so the things I will tell you about this game that I, I think that first of all that that Dylan make, didn't make a big enough deal about is like so balloons come in from one side of the screen you've got to prevent them from going off the other side of the screen right that is correct the things you are defending or killing these balloons with are monkeys like I, I know he said monkey a couple times here but we're talking literal monkeys and you can get like invisible monkeys and super monkeys and ninja, ninja monkeys, monkeys and military monkeys and monkeys uh, driving submarines because this game got crazier than i remember it was because this is the sixth one but it's totally worth it but the craziest thing about that is is like you set up your entire monkey defense and then just like hit a button and you can't do really much while it's happening you just kind of like watch it go so it's really this like okay prepare 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 watch a bunch of balloons get popped for two minutes (laughs) It's such yeah, a weird exactly. game. My kid um, loves it. Absolutely there are some it. active skills yeah. when you upgrade some of your towers, which that was kind of a newer thing. And there's also hero monkeys. So you get to select a hero monkey that you can, for a little bit more monies, you can they put them out. They turn balloons into a MOBA. <laughs> yeah, and they kind of... It's it's essentially a MOBA at that point, I think, because, yeah, you have a hero, and that hero gains experience throughout the game and kind of levels up on its own, so you don't necessarily have to spend your, your monies to upgrade... Um, what uh, that's super cool what and i got it for like on? i'm playing it on steam because it was on sale for like two bucks sure um a few like probably two months ago now or whatever but um i think it's normally like a ten dollar game but i'm sure it goes on sale often and if it's ever at two dollars again definitely just pick it up play balloons yeah. if you've never played it before it's, it's absolutely also definitely cool on available iOS on yeah iphone or ipad ipad would probably be great yep um but the precision of a mouse is awesome. <laughs> the precision in a mouse in my monkey popping balloon game. <laughs> but I, kind of Keyboard funny, warriors unite. Yeah. The funny thing to me is kind of because you, you pop thousands and thousands of balloons in a single round yep. once you get a little higher up. And it, it's funny to me how like smooth it is because... Yeah. Obviously, this is not a very intense game for modern computers, but when you were playing it in your web browser back in the day, oh, yeah. like when it would just shovel hundreds of balloons at you, your computer was like, chunk, 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 mm-hmm. chunk, chunk, chunk. Um, it's probably written in Flash, yeah. probably. Yeah, it's, it's a great time. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's fun. What else have you been playing, Dylan? Um, I played a little bit more Vermintide too. Um, I've talked about that quite a bit in the past, but I'm getting back into that because I had some time and actually kind of reorganized the area around my computers nice. um, on my new desk. Um, that is way more accommodating, um, to 
to holding things and sure. making it easier to play games. So um, that's nice. Um, so that's that. Very nice. Very nice. Cole, how about you? What have you been playing? Um, One second. My mouse batteries are low. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> like, it doesn't take much thinking, it, Cole. It's just it Monster po- Sanctuary, I, man. I know. It popped over is what I was looking at, and I was trying to get back. Yeah, I played uh, a lot, a lot of Monster Sanctuary. <laughs> um, I would guess... Well, let's just put it this way. Before the last podcast... Powerline Industries is calling me. One second while I don't answer that. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, it was just ringing to my ears. Uh, so it is a 30-hour game, which I've now probably put yeah, at least 50 hours into. <laughs> that I probably could have beaten last Wednesday before the podcast if I hadn't wanted to play it a lot. Sure, um, yeah. I I'm I won't probably 100% that game just because there's like a few like online things I'm not going to do. Sure. But I'm going to go ahead and guess I'm going to get real close to 100%ing that game because my god is it fun. Um <laughs> like the the closest I can come to is when the original Pokémon Crystal came out and I'd never played a Pokémon game before and then spent I don't know, 120 hours playing Pokemon Crystal, that this is very similar. That, like, I want to do this. Ooh, I want to make a new team and see how they do. Well, that team did garbage, but maybe it's just because I don't... I need to, you know, swap out this one person to, you know, add this buff to the team, and maybe it'll do good then. And, I don't know, it also helps that my kid's, like, right there along going, like, I don't know, maybe we should play some more Monster Sanctuary. I'm like, (laughs) I don't know, you want to watch YouTube? No, we can play Monster Sanctuary. Um... It's just a really fun game. And much like Pokemon Crystal, where it's like, you can just go through that game and probably, you know, beat it with your starter and just like three rando or two rando, I think, in uh, Pokemon, you know, things. There's also like this whole back end where you're like, oh, there's a lot more to this game than, uh, you know, first meets the eye. And if you, you know, really want to get into the nitty gritty of stuff, it's kind of interesting. Plus, it's like a really decent Metroidvania as well. So um, weird, man. I gotta play this game. It sounds so bizarre. It's it's so good. Um, I don't remember the last time I've just like wanted to play a game constantly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had to take my wife to the doctor, and I'm like, man, I wish I had like a not an iPhone. I could be playing it probably right now in the you know the the uh, waiting room. You could get a um, remote played it. Yeah, not but well, probably not well. <laughs> and but haven't haven't they done it where you can play them on, uh, what's it called? Easier Cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's just really fun. I, yeah. I, if if you like Pokemon, play this because it's it's very similar in how I think it. You know, kind of the hook to it. I do like Pokemon. So I would highly suggest uh, Monster Sanctuary then. Free on the game passes. It's like fifteen bucks normally, I think. On it's not bad. Thing. Yeah, absolutely not bad. Uh, I've been playing more Immortal Phoenix Rising, which is very, very good. You beat that, right, Dylan? I did. It's yeah, very, very good. It's just great. It like takes everything. That to me, it is absolutely the best combination of. I'm going to say Assassin's Creed because that's probably 
the best comparison for it and Breath of the Wild. It takes like all the things I like about both of those, takes out all the stuff I don't like about both of those, um, and made a game out of it. And it's perfect. Like it's uh there's no breaking weapons, there's no like you always have enough stamina for the most part. Um the combat like can be really fluid if you want it to be, but also can just be super button mashy. Um especially as you get like more and more and more skills like you can just start doing weird stuff, which is fun. Um, there's no stealth, really. Um, there can be. Like, if you want to sneak up on stuff, your first attack will be better if you sneak up on stuff. But you don't have to. It's not like Assassin's Creed where I'm skulking about in the shadows forever. It's just fun. Um, I'm probably... I'm going to guess halfway through it, maybe. Um, I've beaten... So there's, like, four gods that you're trying to, like... I guess is rescue the right word, Dylan? Like, kind of... Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It, free, it, Free, I guess. yeah. Like. And I've freed two of them, so I, I gotta assume... I'm, I think I'm like 20-ish hours in, so probably halfway done with it. And it's just great. It's, uh, it's a smart game, it's a fun game, it's funny. Like, it's actually... Like I said last time, it's, it's, it's a com- funny, yeah. yeah, it's a conversation. Like the game is a the setup of the game is that it's a conversation between Zeus and Prometheus. Prometheus, I believe. Yeah, that's right. And and like it's funny. It's funny listening to them bicker. It's funny, you know, kind of listening to them, kind of you know, BS in the background. Um, and it, it's just fun. I've really enjoyed playing it. So you know, you can get it pretty cheap now. I think I picked it up for like I think it's pretty easy to find that game for like thirty bucks. Um, and I think that's what I paid for. You paid thirty for it, right, Call or thereabouts? Uh, thirty-five, I think. Yeah. So it's on sale. You can you can pick it up almost anywhere physical for thirty, and it's been on sale on the Xbox Store quite a few times now for thirty. Probably PlayStation as well. So if if you like if you like Assassin's Creed games or just like Ubisoft style games in general, and like enjoyed Breath of the Wild, but thought like the Breath of the Wild got a little bit up in its own whatever, um, you'd probably like. Probably like Phoenix Rising, so give give that a go. Uh, all right, next up we're going to talk about uh, Patreon, which you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. Slip us a couple dollars uh, to help keep the lights on, although my lights are off right now because my eyes are tired, so it doesn't <laughs> always matter. Like, it's it's nice some of the time, but, you know, lights keeps are lights. Keeps your power on. Keeps my power on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, it would be very, very hard for us to do this podcast if I didn't have power. Like, I just have to yell really loud. And I don't know if that would work. So, or like over at Dylan's house, or both of you using the same microphone. <laughs> yeah, or like I'd record it on a tape, and uh, like that had batteries, like one of those old school ones where you have to like hit record and play at the same time to record, and then I could send it to you guys, and you could just like I don't know, like Mystery Science Theater, it around the edges of me talking or something. Maybe I'd leave what? pauses for you to jump in. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I don't think. Probably wouldn't be a great experience, so let's keep uh, the electricity going here. I think that that's a better idea. Again, pi- go to patreon.com slash podcast. We have one, three, seven, and $10 tiers. The $10 folks are the people that love us the very most is probably how that works. That's probably not how it works, but it's okay. Um, Dylan, last time I let Colby read this, and he made up... Um, just made up names. Bad nicknames for everyone. Would you like to try making Ooh. up bad nicknames for everyone? See if you can do better than Colby. He really petered out towards the end. It was not great. Um, <laughs> I was not prepared for that. Um, yeah, that's why it's going to be great. How about John B. Tippins? Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, 
these two are like two really good friends of mine so um that's hard um uh, to just come up with an appropriate nickname for them um let me sip my coffee it's like eating a twix bar like it gives you a minute or a snickers is that what yeah. it is like gives you time to think uh, how about Jonathan palmer i like Jonathan. that's good um austin texas palmer very good um So this I one's think, deceiving because, like, I wanted it to be like a play on words with like shoot because that's what I see, like a like some sort of. Um, I think Colby went with like Alan Schultonator, which I liked. That's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the Schultonator. Yeah. Um, the. Yeah, I. I think Alan the Schultonator Schulte is mm-hmm. good. That, that's yeah. good and uh joe is jost for sure jost good 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 yeah. all right um we probably won't do that again i think i think that that jokes run its course if that yeah. is a joke at all i'm not even sure anyway patreon.com slash might podcast thank you to uh our producer level patrons and all of our other patrons as well you guys are awesome all right Woo! dylan do it news for a second i thought you were gonna moo I was going to really... Have you guys seen... I mean, I know Colby has because I sent it to him, but have you seen Dylan the cows from the new Harvest Moon game? No. Not not like on purpose? I'm going to paste them into our our Discord... Into our shared Google document right here because I want you to see them. I like this. I'm very excited. Okay, they're there. One second. Where is it? Oh, they are very cute. Are they cute? <laughs> I love big them. Noses. I love them big so noses. much. I love them. Maybe I'll leave that in there and we'll put it as part They're of like the show cow notes. pigs. I got it. It makes me so happy. I want to boop that nose like with my whole yeah, hand. They're so great. Very, boop, very boopable. Very boopable. All right. Uh, first up, rumor is that PlayStation is going to get rid of a lot of games. This is not. Uh, this, this maybe it would have been a troll corner thing, but it's still a rumor. We'll see. Uh, so the rumor is, uh, according to the gamer, which. I don't know how. I've never heard of the gamer before this, but it got picked up by a lot of outlets. So we're going to give them at least the benefit of the doubt. Say that unnamed sources familiar with the matter say that uh, the PlayStation Store is going to stop selling uh, PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, and PlayStation Portable games uh, this summer. So like July and August. Um, Making it so that you cannot purchase digital copies of games for that platform. What this report does not say is whether or not those games will still be downloadable um, via those stores. And and the kind of thing that I think is really not great is that this leaked and PlayStation hasn't said a (laughs) damn word. Um, Which tells me that they saw the outrage. I mean, like people are mad, like super mad. not only because I think, like, I can't imagine that a lot of people are buying PlayStation 3 games or buying um, Vita games, but there are a lot of games that you can only get through their online stores because there were so many indie games, especially for the Vita. Uh, and, like, the Vita... Like, I they think only I s- bought a, a Vita game within the last six months. Yeah. The Vita is kind of one of those systems that it only sold, like, what, 12 million units? Like, it didn't sell a ton of units, but the people that have them love them. It is a tremendously good piece of hardware that I think was kind of stymied by, like, price probably more than anything. Um, But people that have them love them. And so, like, not being able to get access to those games anymore um, is not 
not great and people are really really mad about this and it uh i saw this reference in a couple places but it really reminded me of this quote from jim ryan who is actually the ceo of sony interactive entertainment who said quote when we've dabbled with backwards compatibility i can say it is one of those features that is much requested but not actually used that much that and i was at a gran turismo event recently where they had ps1 ps2 ps4 and ps4 games and the ps1 and ps2 games they looked ancient like why would anybody play this and I think that that attitude might be why they're going to take away this eShop and also that they just don't care about backwards compatibility. So so here's a, a thing. Um, my kid was watching a little big planet um, like video on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, like, oh, I've got that game. And my wife's like, well, you should play it. She'd probably really like it. I'm like, well, I can't because it's on my PlayStation 3 and... I can't play it. She's like, well, is that normal? I'm like, well, kind of. I mean, for PlayStation, PlayStation. it is. Because uh, I'm like, yeah. the funny thing is, is I, I have that and Dead Nation, which was a twin stick shooter on yeah. PlayStation 3 that I really would love to play Dead Nation again. But I don't want to go get my PlayStation 3. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if this was an Xbox thing, it wouldn't be a problem. I'd have it on there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I find it just disappointing that PlayStation has taken the approach of we're just not going to do these things anymore. Um, you know, and I mean, like I don't know. I assume you can't Did did the OG Xbox have an online store? I don't Not the OG think no. so. No. Yeah, no. so so literally everything that Xbox has put out in a digital format is still available. Like you can go buy 360 games if you want to. Um, not all of them are playable on the Xbox, yeah. but a lot of them are. Like I've been very surprised at how many of my 360 games still work mm -hmm. on my my current gen hardware. So I, I think that Xbox's commitment to backwards compatibility and to like to me part of this. And we're going to actually talk about this in a in a couple minutes. It like. A lot of it comes down to like video game preservation too. Like those are important parts of our past, and you should be able to say, "Oh, hey, I own that game, and I want to play it." Um, and like maybe that does mean you have to dig out hardware. Like I think it's it's. Uh, yeah, I don't have the ex expectation that everything's going to run on my new system. Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah, but I'm not going to keep that expectation. Yeah. So that's why but, I say I say I save my old consoles just in case. I yeah, mean, to me though, if you're willing to dig out your PS3, you should be able to download a copy of that game for your PS3. Like I, I just don't believe that like the expense of keeping those those systems working is so great that PlayStation, a giant you know multi million dollar company, can't foot the bill to keep some video games where people can access them. Like it just it seems, especially I guess the thing is is I'm paying essentially PlayStation sixty dollars a month or I'm sorry sixty dollars a year to play online and to me like. That, that's kind of an expectation that, like, I bought online access for things. Should I be able to access my things online? Um, like, I know that that's not really what PlayStation Plus is for, but to me, like, I don't know. I just think it's silly. So, anyway. Uh, on well, the games are so small, too. Right? It's like, it's tiny. a microscopic amount of da data compared to, like, nowadays. Yeah. Like, you, could, you could actually get a fat hard drive and probably download every ps2 game Absolutely. and ps1 game on it and just have it 
Well, and I guess but, my thing is, is if you're not going to preserve them that way, then just release them. Like if if those games right. are worth then nothing put, yeah. to you, then they're worth That's nothing good. to you. Um, you you kind of have two choices. Like to me, like great, put them all in a torrent and let the world have free reign to PS2 games. Um, it's not a bad idea. I mean, especially with those older games, right? Like, just let them go. Yeah. I don't know. I, like, I think that they should do that with all like Commodore sixty four. I agree and stuff. I, I don't know. Yeah, copyright and that kind of stuff. Like, it doesn't need to have an infinite half life. Like, at some point in time, those things become not valuable at all to the people that made them. Um, but they hang on to them because you just never know one day that they might be valuable again. And it's it's just this oh, weird no. digital hoarding that I find very frustrating. So, I don't know. Uh, in other news. Uh, there's a rumor right now that Microsoft might be buying Discord. So apparently they're in negotiations for uh, Microsoft to pick that up for $10 billion, which seems like wow. a lot. Um, I mean, like to put that in perspective, they only paid $8.5 billion to buy like ZeniMax. <laughs> so I, I will point out that the, the price of things is, I mean... I would think that the entire Star Wars franchise would be more, <laughs> more than, than ZeniMax, or but 4 billion, you know, yeah. I four point two billion seems like low end, but it's it's one of those things, and like I think what people don't realize when you're talking about what you're purchasing, like Microsoft, yes, is purchasing the software behind Discord. Like, I mean, yes, that will be part of it. Um, but if Microsoft wanted to, I mean, like I was gonna say, if Microsoft wanted to build a Discord, they could, they could, but they have, it's called Teams. Um, it's called Skype. It's like, those things exist. It's not like they don't have those that they're, mm-hmm. Discord's not you're, doing anything special, I guess is what yeah. I'm trying to say. What they're purchasing is hundreds, well, tens of millions of people they are buying those people's information they're buying those people's logins they're buying access to what they talk about they're buying access to the places they hang out and probably buying the ability to take those places and shove them into like the xbox ecosystem so um that that's why they cost so much what do you guys think would do you think that like to me like the clear plan for this is Discord replaces Xbox chat or supplements Xbox chat yeah. so that I can chat with everyone in that our Discord. That would be nice. Yeah. Because yep. the Xbox chat is awful. So and they're all party. Every, anything Xbox party related is terrible. Why do you say that? Um, like, I, I use it every week it and never, it's fine. It never works when I use it. Like, like it is the biggest pain. PC to PC like or Xbox to PC or Xbox any, to Xbox? Like Xbox to Xbox, anything. Someone joins, you can't hear them three times, then you hear them. Like, huh. I've never enjoyed the Xbox party, like, experience. That's interesting. Like, Colby um, and I talk on an Xbox party for yeah. probably six or eight hours every weekend, and yeah. it's 99% of the time absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, interesting. And especially after using something like Discord, yeah. which is pretty much... It's not like it's fantastic, but it actually works. Yeah. Like, you try to use a Zoom, and you're like, what is this Zoom? Why, why are we even using this? Man, this you should... doesn't... This is awful. Skype, awful. Yeah. Like, why are why are these such popular services, and they're awful? And then Discord pops up, and it's like, well, we did it right. Yeah. It's like... I have to use Slack professionally like i use slack during my day job and it is just shocking to me how bad slack is compared to discord like it just does not work 
half the time. Like calling someone else is a exercise in maybe it'll work today. Maybe. Um, it's just shocking how bad it is. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think I would like to, even though I don't have any problem with Xbox chat, I would love for it to be, I would love for the PC to Xbox ecosystem to be better. Like, in theory, if you have the Xbox app on your PC, you can join Xbox chats. And that's something I've not had a lot of success with. Like, it's really hard for me to join a, a chat or like mobile like i would love to be able to be on my mobile and to join an xbox chat easier so i think i think it'd be great um apparently this is not the first time they've talked they've been talking with epic they've been talking with amazon to be acquired too so could happen um they may just go public as well um there's big talk of them going public with a 10 billion dollar valuation like that's a lot of that's a lot of discord nitro dollars i don't know how that works so you 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 do the thing on Discord where you actually just stream what you're playing to other people too sometimes, don't you, Dylan? Is that, yeah, yeah. I think that's a I think it's a cool feature of Discord that people don't think about. Like my kid does that all yeah. the time. I think it's interesting. I mean, I could I could see Discord being I I like the idea of a Discord as something like Twitch but not public. Yep. Like it's it's like it you can do private streams to your friends. Like yeah. it has more uses and can do similar things, but. And I mean, it, it's definitely got a popularity boost during quarantine because the number of people that are just using it to play like Dungeons yep. and Dragons and other role playing games and things like that. So um, I wouldn't be surprised to see it have more tools for specifically for things like that in the future, too, yeah. um, because I'm sure a lot of users do that um and i could see certain things they could probably build into it pretty easily i would guess um not and not rocket science or super complicated things um that you could probably make it a really neat tool for other things yeah i think if if microsoft especially keeps it on the like consumer side of things like i think like the only thing that worries me about microsoft buying it is like the like corporatification i guess of of discord could be gross um i would be afraid of what because it's fine like yeah. if don't change anything yeah. like if they try to make some sort of adjustment to it i would be scared but yeah. if they're just buying it to and supporting it like you do your thing yeah like, absolutely sure. if, if it stayed on like the xbox side of things i think i would feel very comfortable with microsoft buying yeah. discord if it went to the like corporate side of microsoft i could see how they could screw up discord super easy so we'll see i mean theoretically that's what teams is for so we'll see but teams is hot garbage too so whatever uh final rumor of the day is that the new switch might support dlss and now if you do not know what that is um it's the dills it's the Dills. Like, it's like Dylan. That's It's what we call, it's Dylan's nickname, is he's the Dills. And uh, NVIDIA cards also have the Dills. Um, and Vlasic also has the Dills. Like the Pickles? The Pickles, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, DLSS is a new-ish technology that currently only exists for NVIDIA cards. It only exists for certain games in which NVIDIA uses, um, like, super deep learning AI. I guess that's the first thing I should tell you is DLSS stands for deep learning super sampling. And what it does is they essentially render the game at say 1080p. Um, and then they use AI to super sample that up to 4k in a way that makes it look gorgeous at 4k, but because they're rendering it at 1080p, you can often, uh, get a lot more frames. So what'll happen is, is like you could run that game at 4k on 
say your NVIDIA 3060 and get 45 frames a second. But when you turn on DLSS, what you're doing is you're actually rendering that game at 1080p, upscaling it to 4K in a way that looks almost as good as native 4K. And maybe you can run that at 60 frames a second or 70 frames a second. Oftentimes you'll see a like 15, 20, 25 frame per second boost on uh, those kind of games. And so what that would mean for the Switch is that, you know, instead of having to actually render the game at 4K, maybe it could render... Uh, the game at 1080p and then upscale it to 4K to to run, but it's also a different process than like um, like the the upscaling you saw on like the PS Pro and the Xbox One. Or I'm sorry, the PS yeah the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X, where you know you're running at 2K and they upscale that to 4K. It's it's a far more complicated process that actually outputs a far better image. So um, everyone I've talked to, like I've, I've talked to Vinny about this a bunch. Um, and he's just shocked at how good the results are of DLSS on his system. He, has a, he runs a 3080, too, so it's not like he's lacking in power, but he says it's just phenomenal what it can do. Um, so th- there's a rumor that it's going to support that. It is going to use an upgraded NVIDIA chip, so you know it, it will use it. Whether this DLSS will come through or not is hard to say. It's also going to have more RAM, from what they understand, and, of course, that QLED panel that we've talked a couple times about. Um, but they're thinking that that might jack up the price a little bit. So instead of paying 300 bucks for a Switch, it might be 350 or 4 And... Uh, DLSS only will upgrade games that support it too. So you have to, the game natively has to support DLSS to take advantage of it, um, which means that you won't be like getting that backwards compatibility unless they like go back and actually patch those games in. So I don't know. We've talked about it so far. What are you thinking? You get a new switch for 350 or $400 Dylan. Uh, yeah. Cole, how about you? Nope. Nope. Yeah. Probably me not either, but you know, it's it's cool. Um, what I really hope is, so DLSS, like I said, currently only exists for uh, NVIDIA chips, but AMD is actually currently building a very similar system. I do not remember what there's called offhand that will work with NVIDIA chips. And the difference between the two is, is where as DLSS has to be coded into the specific game, the ATI version of it does not. It will work with any game. Um, and I'm, I'm really hoping that the AMD chips that the Xbox and the PS5 use will actually be able to support the AMD version of that once it's released. Because that would be that'd be pretty cool to be able to just, you know, take all of your Xbox Series X games and instantly get a, a frame boost because they turn on this new AMD rendering pipeline. So that'd be cool. All right. So now we're out of rumors. We're into things that are actually happening. Have you either of you guys ever tried Steam Remote Play together? Do you know what it is? No, not tried it. So if you're not familiar with Remote Play Together, what it allows you to do is if, um, let's say Dylan owns um, Gang Beasts, because Dylan probably actually does own Gang Beasts. And he's like, probably do. hey Cliff, you don't own Gang Beasts, but I want to play it with you. So what you what you do is you used to both have to have Steam installed, you know, all this different stuff, and then Dylan would start the game, and Gang Beast would actually stream from his computer to my computer, um, kind of like XCloud does. I would be able to play the game on my computer via Steam, even though I do not own it or have that game installed, and play co-op games with Dylan. Um, but like I said, up until now, it's been a bit of a pain in the butt, and uh, um, I think last week, Steam, or Valve, I guess I should say, actually updated it, so now it you can just do it via a link. So if you, Dylan wants to start one, he generates a link, your he sends that to me via Discord because we all have Discord or you know via Messenger or whatever. You start that game up. All you need is the Steam Link app. 
app on your iOS uh, or Android or the Steam client on Mac OS or PC, and it just starts. Like, here's your URL, and we start playing together. So it's a really great way if you have, like, Colby doesn't own um, a gaming PC, but because I do, theoretically, Colby and I could play couch co-op games together. He could play on his Mac, um, and we could play together using, like, the power of my uh, my gaming PC and, I guess, the power of the internet, the power of friendship probably as well. Um, but like if you if you have a friend that has a lower powered PC or you know something as long as they have good internet access I've heard it's a little bit laggy but not terrible so cool thing from Valve do you remember Dylan like two years ago we were at that mall in Bellevue and I swore I saw Gabe Newell there mm-hmm. that picture posted up on my uh, my my uh, Alexa the other day and I was like oh my gosh I think that's Gabe Newell and I think it's even more him now but. <laughs> You know, neither here nor there. Did All right. Ask, did you ask him? I didn't. I I don't know. Like, when you see someone who's, like, marginally famous, I always feel like a dick going up to him and saying, like, oh, my God, are you Gabe Newell? I'm a nerd. Like, he's just trying to eat his lunch at a food court. Like, he didn't need me. What if the answer's no? I know. That's the problem. Just, like, I'm like, first of all, you look like this, like, fat dude with a bad beard that I recognize as owning a <laughs> multi-billion dollar video game company. Is that you? And then he's like, nope. I'm like, oh, shoot. You look like Gabe Newell, buddy. Um, that's why you just go, Gabe. <laughs> Gaben. And then if he doesn't look... Then you just walk away. Like, I'll tell you, there are some things you don't like. So uh, my last job, um, I'd worked there maybe, I don't know, six months. And I was talking to this guy and he's like, do you know who you look just like? I'm like, nah. And I'm like, he's like, you look just like uh, Craig Newell. I think that's his name. The guy who did started Craigslist. I'm like, okay. And I've never seen that dude. And I like looked him up. And at the time I was like in my early 30s and Craig Newell's like, I don't know, probably at the time, like, early 40s and he's just like kind of a pasty white balding dude with a goatee and I'm like look at that I'm like I mean I'm not going to say I don't look like him <laughs> but at the same time like I'm not I don't, thrilled I don't want to I don't want to look like him so I don't I don't want to go up to a guy and say oh my god are you Gabe Newell and he's like nope and then like looks up Gabe Newell and goes oh so, <laughs> um in related news I told that story on Twitter like I don't know, maybe three months ago. And I was like, yeah, I, you know, dude from Craigslist. And uh, apparently the dude from Craigslist name searches himself. <laughs> and he commented on that post and I felt bad because I called him ugly, kind of roundaboutly. Anyway, <sighs> Flint PS2 prototypes were just released. This is pretty cool. So kind of in that vein of game preservation we were talking about earlier, um, apparently a single guy, and as from what I can tell, this single guy is not releasing who he is has like single-handedly gathered more than 700 video game demo and prototypes all from the ps2 area er, area era so this is like a game that um like i guess as a for instance e3 prototypes of crash bandicoot the wrath of cortex and shadow of the colossus as well as prototypes and previews of dino stalker katamari Demasi, God Hand, and Final Fantasy X-2. So these are games that have never been released publicly. They are things that only were played at E3 or PAX or given out in Cheerio, so on and so forth, um, have all been, like, cataloged and uh, 
gathered together by this one guy and they were released through a uh, video game preservation community called Hidden Palace who uploaded all 700 of them to uh, the internet over the weekend. So you can literally go out, grab these builds, and I guess if you still have a PlayStation 2, probably play them, but most of them are also play playable via uh, emulators on PCs. So it's... It's literally 700 games that never would have existed before that uh, that now exist and, and people can actually check out and play and see the differences between, you know, the version that they could have played at E3 versus the version that, you know, eventually came out. I think, I think that's pretty cool. Like, it's not something I'm... It's not something I'm interested in at all. Like I don't, I don't, I would not go out and play any of these games. I do not care that much about PS2 games, but I love that someone does care enough to do those, and I love that you know, 20 years from now, those same things will exist, and that people can go can go look at them. Is that is that, I can't imagine that's something that appeals to you guys either. But what do you think about the the concept of it? It's cool. Yeah, I like it. He the the quote was is these aging items were miraculously rescued from being destroyed, thrown away or sent th- or sold through the herculean efforts of one person. This person not only took on the task of backing up everything in their possession single-handedly, but was so overwhelmingly kind enough to let us look and preserve each item in his collection with no strings attached. Yeah, that's right, all of it for nothing in return. So, cool dude. And I think that's that's a, a neat thing to do. Like I said, I'm not going to play him, but I love that I love that there are people out there that get into those kind of things too that actually want to go look at, you know, the E3 demo of shadow of the colossus i i mean like some of those things might be kind of interesting yeah yeah it's uh it's probably enough work to get them running that i don't care but yeah it's cool i think it's a cool thing to do uh geforce now have you guys tried that or am i the only one who's tried geforce now just you. you're the only one i like the more i think about geforce now the more because i i want a new video card for my living room pc i desperately want a new one you cannot <laughs> buy a video card to save your damn life the video i was talking to uh our good friend rich who uh, manages the bite maker podcast website and he was saying that uh he has a let's see a geforce 1650 ti so that's like the last version of of like the GeForce line in that 10 series, right? It's probably the 1650 Ti is probably about as fast as my 1070, I would guess. That card retails for like, I don't know, maybe 250 bucks, I would guess. And they're selling for like six or $700 right now. Like that's, that's how old people are willing to buy video cards for in order to mine cryptocurrency or whatever bullshit they're on today. So... I just, I want a video card, but even NVIDIA is saying, like, you probably will not be able to buy one for six to nine months. Like, that, unless you get super lucky and snag one, you're not buying a video card for six to nine months. And so, I look at GeForce Now, which is, like, I, we've talked about it before, but essentially a, a cloud gaming service that lets you... Um, take your Steam games and install them on a remote PC and then stream the games you own to your... TV or Xbox or cell phone or, or however you want to play that. Um, as something that I, I'm... I mean, they just raised the price of this, so that's that's kind of what we're talking about. They they are celebrating their second year anniversary by raising their price from $5 to $10, which is maybe not the, the best way to celebrate, but they... I can I can pay ten dollars a month for a lot of years before I get to the price of an eight hundred dollar video card. To be frank, um, and I mean this would also be something that like Colby could take his Mac, hook it up to his TV, and play video games on. Um, 
you know. It's just bag on Colby's crappy computer. No, I mean, I don't think so. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I think what the reality is, is Colby. Hey, Colby's got a shit computer. This is probably good for him. I mean, I have that same computer, so I like, I can't. But I mean, I think the thing is, I think the reality is there are a lot of people that would like to play Steam games that don't want to invest in a, you know, $1,500 gaming PC. Like you, like I said, you can, you can spend $10 a month for a lot of months, um, before it equals the price of a video card or a new gaming PC. And and the reality is, is the experience is pretty good. Um, and it's not like Stadia where those games are just going to disappear at some point in time when Google decides they no longer want to be in the gaming business. Like these are games you are buying on Steam or Epic or Origin um, and playing we on a computer. We grow bored of this. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly how I see it. Um, so anyways, the, the, the news is, is that GeForce Now is going from uh, $5 to $10. If you're an existing um, Priority uh, Founders member, your price will not go up, which I was for a long time that I'm not anymore. Now I regret it a little bit but what is it you know what is it um the interesting that i thought though is that they have almost 10 million members like there are 10 million people spending five bucks a month to play their games remotely which is a lot more than i thought like you don't hear about geforce now a ton and to have 10 million mm. people subscribing is actually pretty yeah. good um they're adding new data centers they're adding new capacity um there's like somewhere between eight and nine hundred games you can play in the service right now it's it's a bummer that it's not all of them but i mean i looked at i synced my i looked at my library just in steam against the game list they have and i have 200 games out of my like thousand steam games that i can play on on geforce now so like it's not a it's not a bad deal like i i don't understand why you don't hear a little bit more about it like maybe it's just kind of one of those weird background services that that people don't talk about a lot but i think it's so weird that we hear way more news about stadia even though stadia is kind of stupid than we do about geforce now for a service that actually kind of works so i don't know anyway go do that uh the other thing you should go do is if you are a playstation owner um on march 30th so you've got about i don't know what's five or six days to plan you should go buy disco elysium because it's coming out on the playstation it's going to be the new um what's it called the final cut which adds voice acting to the entire game it's like a million lines of voice acting <laughs> that are now voiced um, probably my favorite game of 2019. So that's all. You should just go, just go buy it. It's going to come out of the PlayStation, or I'm sorry, the Xbox and the Switch later this year. Um, if you have the Steam version, they are going to give you a free patch that includes all the voice acting too. So if you haven't played it. Is it coming to Xbox? It is, yeah. But like in the fall, it's like a, okay. it's like a, uh, timed exclusive on the PlayStation. Oh, so. okay. Finally, if you want Mario, that includes Super Mario 3D All-Star, Super Mario Brothers 35, or the Game & Watch Super Mario Brothers Edition, you only have that same five or six days to, uh, to pick it up because for reasons that I do not understand, it is going away on March 31st. So this is like a, like, this is like a PSA. Like if you have not bought that game and you want it, it's probably still $60 because that's just... I don't know. This is this is like the dumbest thing in the world, right? Like I'm not alone in thinking this yes, is the dumbest thing in the world, right? Whatever. I think I don't know. Like it why? Right? I I don't understand it. Like am I going to buy it, you know? Yes, did I have all this time to buy it? Yeah, but like I don't know. Sometimes I just don't really feel like buying a game right then. Yeah. Um 
and I just I don't know I find it really stupid. Yeah, like I can understand like, hey, the physical edition is only going to be in stores. So you're making five hundred copies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like once those are sold out, they're sold out. But your digital is also timed. Why? Right. It just doesn't make it just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, I maybe maybe sell it for like thirty dollars for a month and then just sell it for sixty after that. Yeah. It something I, like I don't know like I think to me it like and like I love Disney I think they're a cool bunch of folk I guess um, <laughs> I mean except for the ways they're not but like I love their movies I love their theme parks but like they make good movies yeah and- <laughs> they're a giant corporation they're like evil so it's fine um, all corporations are evil that's that's just the long and short of it but. Um, they make good movies, but man, like the idea of like the Disney Vault was the dumbest thing in the planet. And this is this is just the video game version of the Disney Vault. There's absolutely no reason for it to exist except to create scarcity, and yeah. it's just dumb. So yeah, that probably should have gone into a corner. But I like I wanted to put it a little further up in the podcast. I don't I don't want folks to miss that. So all right, Dylan, time. Hey, yo, Vinny, what's your question this time? Vinny wants to know what game didn't click for you on the first, second, third, or fourth try, but uh, or maybe it didn't click for you on the first try, but on your second try, your third try, your fourth try, it finally clicked. What's uh, what's the game that you liked, didn't like initially, but uh, dug the the next time you tried it? You have anything? The um, Hunter. Yeah, I can see. I played the Hunter for like probably three to five hours. Um, originally, and just, I don't know, could not get into it, and then, um, I don't know why I even went back, uh, I mean, probably because it's on Game Pass and it's free to just download again, Yeah. um, and then I put, I think, 103 hours into it, <laughs> um, I was getting achievements that, like, less than 1% of people had gotten, just because I loved that game, um, I actually... Think, I mean, I don't know if I'll go back to that, but if they they announce a hunter too, that's probably a day one buy for me. That's uh, that's weird because it's a very strange game. Uh, Snow the Snow Runner was kind of the same way. Yeah. Where I loved Mud Runner, and then I played Snow Runner, and they changed a few things. Sure. And so I played it for a little bit, and I'm like, I'm just not feeling this, and went back to it a little bit later and put like sixty something hours into it. So. <laughs> That's awesome, Cole. I love it. How about you, Dylan? Anything you've uh, you've come back to after a while? I guess I mentioned this fairly recently when I talked about The Witcher. Probably The yeah. Witcher. Yeah. Um, and I'm still not... A, I don't think I'm 100% sold on it because for me, a lot of games, that first impression is how it feels. And like I mentioned, Geralt's floatiness before. Yeah. Like that's one of the biggest turnoffs is when like I move and I'm... It just doesn't feel good. That's how the early Hitman games were. Um, a lot of or a lot of old Eidos games, I think, were like that, where the character kind of like I didn't feel like their feet were ever touching the ground. Like they were, they're just kind of like, like the speed they're going does not match their steps they're taking, kind of thing. Um, and that's something that just really bothers me. So that was kind of the initial turnoff, but. I think I was able to kind of get past that when I came back to it because there there is a lot of stuff to enjoy about the game. Sure. Um, unfortunately, I think the actual gameplay like 
is probably the lowest point <laughs> right i totally like, agree like the story is what you go for that game for yeah. because the the rest of it's kind of meh yeah like it's got a cool world like the characters and stuff's good but it's like and what you're actually like doing is meh yeah yep. it's a seven but everything else is above average i guess like yeah yep totally agreed that's a good one um i think for me like i uh, I fall off games and rarely come back to them. And, and like, I've done it a couple times. Like I fell off doom 2016 and then came back to it. And I was like, yeah, I like this game. And then I got about, I don't know, halfway through it. And I'm like, nah, maybe not. So <laughs> that was not, a, not a good example. Um, I probably for me, halo, the first halo game is that where I played it on release, um, like way back in the OG Xbox days. And like, I always thought halo was, a solid okay. Like I, I'd already, I'd been a PC gamer for years before Halo came out, so like playing a first-person shooter was not novel or interesting to me. But I'd already played a bunch of them by then, um, and certainly playing with a controller was not something I enjoyed. Um, but then I played it. I played all the way through it probably three years ago on Game Pass. I played it co-op with my kid, and we enjoyed it. Like it's not the best first-person shooter. It's not spectacular in any way but a lot of my original kind of quibbles with it um, were fixed by the upgrade to the Master Chief Collection it looks good um, I'm way more comfortable playing first person games with a controller now um, and so so Halo is probably it for me I will say though you know one thing I found out lately is I don't really like first person games anymore like I <laughs> I really prefer third person games which I think is is a really interesting switch for me because I grew up playing first-person shooters and now i really the handful of them i've tried recently they just feel so awkward to me like i yeah. i don't i don't want to imagine myself as a character i want to imagine that other I've, person is the character I think I've at some point in the third last person, third person games in the last year at some point i'm like you know what i really like i don't know the casualist of casual <laughs> games can i farm in this awesome <laughs> yeah i uh I the kind of games that I play has definitely changed over the past like two or three years, um, and it's it's shifted way more to like small indie games with an occasional AAA game, um, and I think it's mostly Game Pass. I think Game Pass has just changed the way I play games. This this week on Xbox, they have a sale on farm games. And literally, there are like six games on my uh, wish list went on sale that I'm like, well, gonna have to get those now. I've been waiting to those to go on sale. I purchased Stardew Valley today. I'm gonna like I didn't realize this, but Stardew Valley got a co-op mode, so you can play it mm-hmm. split screen. And so I'm gonna play mm-hmm. co-op. I'm gonna play uh, Stardew Valley uh, split screen with my wife. I'm really looking forward to it. But yeah, I wonder how hard it is because I wonder if my kid could play it. She's not. She her hands aren't big enough to hold controllers. Yeah, she needs a she needs an S controller. That's what she needs. Yeah. Um, I would guess that she probably could, but I wonder how frustrating it would be playing with a kid who just like randomly destroys your resources and digs up your farm. <laughs> There's a hole. There's a hole. Uh-huh. There's yeah. a hole. <laughs> she's exhausted by nine thirty in the morning because she's used all her stamina. <laughs> you're like, well, you're just gonna sleep there on the ground until I'm ready to go to sleep, kid. <laughs> I uh, when Carter was 
mm, probably younger than your daughter, but not by a lot. We used to play that dragon iOS game. I don't remember what it was called, oh. but it was like a dragon. You'd like breed dragons, they'd lay eggs, and um, lay. I would play it all day, raising dragons and making money, and then I'd hand it to him, and in like 10 minutes, he would spend every penny I made um, on just stupid shit and then like the next day I'd play it all day raising money and breeding dragons I'd hand it to him and he'd so I've, I've played Best Fiends with my kid uh-huh. yeah. I, I know that <laughs> yep so I don't know oh I needed that stuff to upgrade my guys so we could get past this level I made one guy super strong <laughs> oh great oh it's beautiful alright um, I have a question that I would like to get your guys' no, thoughts on not allowed oh, you, get you could to, us off air you ask questions why don't I get to ask questions just how it is. Um, I've been playing Phoenix Rising, which I think is a very good game, but I've been playing it uh, a little bit on my phone, and it is a game that, like, when I first started playing games remote play on my phone, I thought, like, I'm not going to play action games this way because it's just not a, I don't think they can handle it, and then I played, like, 10 hours of Maneater on my phone. I was like, oh, no, actually, this works just fine. It's like yeah. playing a video game, but it's on a smaller screen. Um, yeah, I played Far Cry Primal on mine. Yeah, and works it fine. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, but I've noticed that, like, the UI for Phoenix Rising doesn't work as well mobily. Like, things, like, the, the text seems to be very small. Um, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't pre- present very well on a phone. Um, and it's not, it's not terrible. Like it's playable, but it's definitely better on a big screen. It's not because the game, it's not because the game looks better. It's not because like the game is better big. It's that it like, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't physically feel like it fits very well on a small screen. Like the things are just not optimized for it. And I, my question is, is do you think there'll come a point with xCloud becoming a thing and remote play becoming a thing and all these different ways, you know, be them Stadia, be them um, GeForce Now that you can play video games on a cell phone with a controller that video game developers will have to start taking into account the that smaller... You know, it's not a smaller resolution, but a physically smaller screen size for for video games. Like, do you think that's a thing? I kind of wonder if at some point there'll be, like, a option. Yeah. Like, a UI option where you're like, hey, what you playing this on? If you're playing it on a phone, you go to this and it'll change the UI. Yeah. I don't know how difficult that would be. I don't know. I'm not, like, my understanding and, like, I mean, take this with the very small amount of understanding I have because I am not a video game developer. But my understanding is UI design is actually really, really, really difficult. Um, like the reason that there are, I mean, there are people that literally their entire jobs are designing and implementing the UI for a video game. So they will spend the entire length of time a video game is in development just working on like what the option screens look like and how the health bars work. And, you know, when you press pause, what shows up there? I think it's actually relatively difficult. And the tools, I guess, aren't great. I wonder if, I mean, you may just have to change like a few things here and yeah. there. You know what I mean? Like, it may not be, uh, like, in a complete overhaul, yeah. but, like, if it was just, you know, little things here, little things there, and it would work fine. I, uh, I, I was able to fix it to some degree, but, like, when I play on my phone, I don't play with sound, um, because I'm usually yeah. playing on my phone or watching television at the same time. 
Um, because that's the level of like, that's my, my graduation level of like ADD is like, I have to be playing a video game and watching television at the same time. It's not great, but it's, it's what it is. Um, and so like, I was able to fix some of it by like making the subtitles bigger, like the subtitles, you know, worked better when they were a little larger, but I I think it's interesting. Maybe I'll throw that out. I've got it. I like, I'm the bite me podcast account is followed by. A handful of video game developers maybe maybe someone would be willing to to tell me their thoughts on that like yeah. not a ton but a few yeah it kind of sounds like something that i mean i think more and more you see games that have m- more manual controls over things like menus yeah. and the interface as it is so turning maybe that just becomes more popular um because man i can imagine it just becomes infinitely more difficult mm-hmm. when you're like it was like I remember playing Dead Rising on a non-HD TV. <laughs> so you, you just couldn't even read the text. Um, so it's like all of a sudden it's like you got this new set of tools and you're like, what do I do with this? Yeah. Like, it's and I, I'm now I'm I'm trying to make it fit on this tiny six-inch screen and a 70, 80-inch TV at the same time. Like, that's not really fair. <laughs> um, but they got to figure I, out a way I, to do it. I beat um, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed on Cliff's probably twenty-seven inch, thirty-two uh, inch, no, twenty-seven inch CRT, yeah. and you couldn't read any of the text. <laughs> and yes. so, like, I, I honestly, I beat the game without realizing you could counter. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I remember I bought an Xbox three hundred and sixty, and it unfortunately like was delivered when I was on vacation. So Colby was house sitting for me, and I'm like, hey, at some point, an Xbox is going to show up have fun with it and then i remember getting home and going like well i guess we have to go buy a new television today because this isn't working (laughs) i think by that time i had bought myself an xbox (laughs) and and a a new tv TV. (laughs) this looks pretty awesome yeah it was uh those i i just wonder at what point in time that'll become a consideration and i don't have any insight into how many people actually play games on phones this way like i'm i will continue to advocate for it i think it's phenomenal i've been I've been able to get so much more gaming time in because I can, you know, take my Xbox essentially upstairs with me when I go to bed. It's great. Yeah. So I uh, I actually have been kind of repositioning how all my stuff is, and I'm kind of thinking about taking my Xbox Siri or my Xbox One X upstairs and putting it in my bedroom just so I can uh, have better remote play upstairs. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, question from Princess Megan. She says, games have evolved to allow people to play anything from the mundane of being a babysitter or a farmer. First of all, I want to play like babysitter simulator. That sounds terrible. Um, or to more adventurous things such as being a gangster or a demon hunter. What is your favorite game uh, career and which game would you like to perform it in? So if you were going to choose a video game career um, outside of, you know, uh, what, what's the, what's that, what's that game called, Cole? Uh, you could... Job Simulator? Well, no, uh, Space, Spaceship Janitor? What's the name of that game? Oh, um, yeah. I don't remember what it's called. I don't, I don't, yeah. Spaceship Janitor game. <laughs> I could be a janitor on a spaceship? <laughs> Diaries of a Spaceport Janitor. You cannot choose that one. You also cannot choose Viscera oh. Cleanup Detail. Uh, <laughs> so you have to choose something outside of those. Can, do, can I choose uh, to be a Roomba in Roomba versus Blood? <laughs> yes, I think so. I don't know what what uh, what video game what video game 
career would you like to pick? I'm just going to be, um, I'm going to uh, just do Stardew Valley because it appears farmers, it's like you farm for like two hours, then your stuff just grows, and then you just got to go like hit on women I, I or men. I think you can do both in that game. I don't know much. Well, I know a little <laughs> bit about real farming. Colby and I knew some, some like... Not like big farmers, but we, we we Colby and I know some farmers. That's what I'm gonna say. We've we've met and and enjoyed spending time with some farmers, and they seemed like they worked a lot. Call. I'm gonna be completely they honest. Did. They did. Yeah. <laughs> Were they just not as good at managing their time as your farmer in Maybe, Stardew Valley? I assume so. Yeah. I'm gonna be a graveyard keeper. That seemed pretty fun. I'll be honest. Like when you really look at it, the the character. If you could take the character from Stardew Valley. And, uh, like, combine them with the character from uh, My Time at Portia. Like, that was literally just my and Colby's friends, Marty. Like, that, he yeah. is that person yeah. in real life. He he fixes things and he grows stuff. And that was yeah. his his career. So, yeah. Um, so, Colby's going to be a farmer. Um, how, about, how about, have you ever played Farming Simulator, Cole? Have you actually played the, like, real? I have. How is it? Uh, not great. Not great no. I mean, like, it's like one of those things that I only played it for like two hours, and it was one of those. If I put another ten hours into it, this may be a game I put two hundred hours into. <laughs> but I was in the middle of another game sure. when I started it, and so I'm like, I don't want to do. I think I was playing the hunting game. Yeah, of course, like, yeah. I wouldn't, don't want to. Wouldn't do want to pull time away from the hunting those. game. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Dylan? What do you What do you want to be when you grow up? I think I'd be a PI. Oh, that's a good choice, man. That's a real good choice. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think that fulfills like everything I want to do in my life, but I think that's not really much of a career choice anymore. It seems. Well, I mean, sure. I mean, it's, it's very it, different than. Yeah. I guess different than what I'm imagining in the 1920s and 30s. You, you want to be like a yeah. film noir gumshoe. Yeah. You don't want to be like a dude currently yeah. who just has a long lens camera that takes pictures of people having affairs. Right. The, I think the DSLR really ruined private investigation for the fun factor. So. Um, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. yeah. He wants to be uh he wants to be what's his name from uh Chinatown. Well, I was going to say Roger Rabbit, but you yeah. could say Chinatown. Oh, That'd be yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Good call, Dylan. What game are you going to be in? Are you going to what's uh what's that Rockstar Noir game? Uh Yeah, LA Noir was what I was kind of thinking of yeah. cuz that was that was a pretty neat game really. Like I would have loved to see that turn into right. something a little bit bigger cuz it was it definitely fell short in certain things because it was more about the detectiving than it was like the action. So I have heard that the new version of that is actually very good. That they they did kind of cut some of the fat away from that yeah. that didn't work. I I kind of wanted to try it, but it's always like at least thirty bucks. That game makes yeah. me wonder if I'm like face blind because <laughs> <laughs> they're like no. Apparently, it is a big problem for pretty much everyone. I remember mm. playing like the I, I played that game for maybe I got it super cheap on like the 360 I want to say I paid like six or eight bucks for it and people were just like oh that game's so great and I got to the first scene where they're like watch the suspect very carefully to see <laughs> like you know the micro expressions on his face to judge when he's being you know a liar or whatever and I watched that and I'm like uh B? 
And they're like, no, you fool. Couldn't you see? I'm like, no. Like, literally, absolutely no. <laughs> so I might just not be a great judge that's of character. Funny. So, yeah, mm. no, that's a good choice. I thought it worked pretty well. But I, I can imagine that that's not for everyone. I, um, I was very excited about it. But I apparently am not smart yeah. enough I was to play super, it. I was super into that game. Like I was reading all the Game Informer magazines or whatever it was at the time leading up to that. Yeah. Like I was like, "Oh, this game's gonna be so cool." Um, and it wasn't quite what I expected, but I enjoyed it a lot. So that's cool. That's Maybe I should cool. play it again. Yeah, though, absolutely. I would like to see how it like if they did kind of augment it in any way. Right? Yeah, no, I think it could be good. Um, I think I would like to be like one of my favorite characters I've played it in a couple of different video games and it's it's absolutely not a career I can um, actually do in real life because I don't believe they exist but I would like to be a necromancer um, uh, yeah. because I've always like any like I that was one of my favorite things to play in Diablo is like and I or think like an alchemist yeah like I love the idea of being able to like raise the dead and make them do my bidding <laughs> um, do my laundry yeah right I don't I don't need to fight bad guys I just don't want to work <laughs> new idea for a game zombie laundromat holy sh we're gonna take my game and we're gonna combine it with Colby's game and it's a necromancer running his farm with zombie labor yeah. oh my god that'd yeah. be such an amazing I, management sim <laughs> You can actually do that in uh, um, Graveyard. Keeper. Oh my gosh, that'd be so cool! Also, can I change my uh, thing? I just want to be like a cowboy. <laughs> Is that like oh, that worked cool out too, pretty yeah. well in Red yeah. Dead? Like, can I just be a cowboy? That's sure, a job. I, I mean, Sweet. I think the problem is, Cole, is yes, you can be a cowboy, but are you going to be actually a cowboy who like herds cattle, or are you Boys, going to be like or... a? Are you going to be a outlaw? <laughs> I don't know, a little from column A, a little from column B. Have you guys ever seen, uh, I'm in the middle of season three right now. Have you ever seen Winona Earp? It's on sci-fi. No. no. It is the most sci-fi show in the entire world, but it is really enjoyable. It's a great, like, quarantine show of just, like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but uh, it's pretty good. So, like, the, the, the plot of it is the, the Earp family is cursed, and so... Every Earp on their 27th birthday, every person that Wyatt Earp killed is brought back to life as like these kind of like monster zombies. And in order to break their curse, the current Earp uh, has to kill all of them with this like fancy gun. It's there's like it's so good and it's just so dumb. I really enjoy it. It's 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 stupid, but it's it's fun. It's on Netflix. Check it out. Uh, let's see. Final question is from my good friend Rich. So if you had to... Oh, okay. So I'm like, is this just the same question? Did I put in the same question twice? No, no, no. This is a different question. So if you could pick an occupation, not what you're currently doing, but also not from a video game, what would it be? Like, if you could just choose a job. Like, I don't think you can just choose to be like... I mean, like... I don't know if you could just choose to be like a CEO. <laughs> choose a choose a job that actually works, Cole. That's what I'm saying. If it was back in time, I'd be a private investigator. But again, DSLR is kind of ruined. I just don't think it's as fun nowadays. And everyone's got a ring doorbell. Like I don't like. It's just not. I feel like you're going to be finding a lot of packages. Like you're going to be hunting down package thieves. Oh, I, I want to do something that has the word magnate, like coal magnate. <laughs> 
something like that. I was thinking I want to do some or barren. <laughs> I was thinking something that had the word monger in it. I want to be a cheesemonger. No tycoon. A tycoon. Can I, <laughs> if I can't be a billionaire, can I be a like a you know railroad? Same thing, Cole. You got to like choose a, a cheese. You got to choose a real cheese job where tycoon. people work, man. Real job. Cheese whiz tycoon. Hey, Cliff, they work very hard. That's why they have all <laughs> that, that money. That is factually untrue. Um, I uh, I think the day he asked this, I was actually having a pretty bad day at work. Like, I really like what I do. But, uh, like, man, there are some days where I would just like a job where someone tells me what to do for eight hours and I do that thing. And then I just get to go home. Like, Oh, my job. Yeah, I mean... Except no one tells me what to do. I just go in and do it and then get it. Every once in a while, I'm like, man, maybe I should just like dig ditches for a living. That sounds pretty awesome. Like, I'll just go. (laughs) Fun fact. Before this job, I actually applied for that. You know what I mean, though? Like, there's something about like just like having a job where every day I get there, some sort of like foreman says like, hey, could you make that ditch 50 feet longer? And I go, yes, sir. And then like, you know, (laughs) like yabba dabba do. They pull the tail of the the bird. The bird yells. And I'm like, it's five o'clock. I'm gone. Like, I don't want a job where, like, people call me on my cell phone at 8 o'clock at night because the website's broken. I just want to, like... Hey, Cliff. You know the last time my work called yeah. me? Yeah. Pretty much never. Yeah, and, like... You know you know when they've called me after I have gone home? Yeah, and, like, there's something that really appeals to me about that. But also, I have a certain standard of living that I've become accompanied to. Yeah. And ditch digging does not does not provide that certain standard of living. Hey, hey, when I applied for it, Roto-Rooter was paying, I think, 14 bucks an hour. Yeah, that that's not going to quite cut it. Like, it's close. What about big ditch digging? <laughs> I don't know, man. I... If- I could I could get into digging digging some big ditches that'll be all right burning with witches burning through witches <laughs> something like that I don't know it it uh, I guess in real life if I was gonna be something besides what I do um, I uh, the 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 like like sociology really interests me like I'm I'm very interested in like what makes people tick and why they do what they do but I've also always wanted to be a teacher so um, I think I could I could. I could get into either of those. Do you guys have real answers or are you just going to stick with robber baron call? (laughs) Jobs are bullshit. (laughs) And the only reason you think you like yours is because you've been trained since you were born to think that you would like your job. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that's part of it, but I actually genuinely enjoy what I do. So like, I, I like building websites. So, you know, it's, it's something I would do. percent Cliff. If I was a, if I, I know that like, if my, you know, I had a job and they're like, Hey, would you rather like, I don't know, go camping or spend time with your family? I'm like, I don't know. I probably would, but I still love to work. Yeah. No, I, I think what I mean from, from that is if I was independently wealthy, I would still probably do what I do as a hobby because I enjoy it. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I edit videos together. So yeah. If you were independently it's, wealthy, you'd still be enjoyable. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'd make probably different videos or pursue. I mean, they're not necessarily that different. It's just who I'm yeah, making videos absolutely. for changes. Yeah, that's like, what, that's what I'm saying. Is I um, would never, I would never make a website again for a shyster lawyer in Arizona who's getting off pedophiles because I've done that professionally before. Um, and it does not like make you feel. And you do lose a little bit of sleep. <laughs> you do lose a little bit of sleep. I SEO'd that thing, and let me tell you. Probably not. Yeah, I, that's the only th- like Cole. If you did a bad job at your job helping that guy find <laughs> clients to get off, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I did a bad job on all of them because no one was going to fire yeah, me. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. it. Uh, um, 
I, I think that you probably were doing God's work if you were kind of slacking on that job, to be honest. But like, I, yeah, I would, I would still do what I do. I would just have a different client base. That's what I'm saying. So, anyway, my real answer is uh, probably, I don't know, probably some sort of farming or operating tractors or heavy machinery because yeah. that is very enjoyable. I have spent many hours on a tractor, and it, the day goes by very fast when you're driving around and like bucketing things and um rototilling dirt yeah. or like that stuff it's it's actually pretty enjoyable I, would, I also would like to beekeep beekeep man have you guys seen the like tiktok lady who is a like beekeeper who goes and rescues bees from places that uh they're not supposed to be yeah that's crazy no. and i firsthand saw that when i was in college in ellensburg I uh, was walking, I don't even know where, like I was just walking across campus kind of, and it had started raining. Yeah, yeah. So this swarm of bees was traveling, but it started raining. So what they do is they touch down. So the queen kind of like hides and the whole swarm follows and they just picked some girl's truck. <laughs> so this truck was just covered in bees. I have this really cool video because I was literally standing right next to it. There's bees all over me. Um, and then this beekeeper like came by and they actually knew whose swarm it was. Like it was a person swarm, um, that kind of like, like bees can do kind of what they want to do. It's like, if they just want to leave, like they kind of can. Swarms Um, are going, it's it's gone, it's run. (laughs) But it's pretty wild. Like she came with this big box of like these trays of honeycombs kind of things and started like scraping the bees Uh off. Like... And just like they're just falling in until she actually finds the queen, yeah. and then the rest of them will kind of go with it. But and then I learned all this stuff about bees because I was just standing there, and she's like, "Yeah, there's nothing really to worry about because before they go on this big like trek, um, they kind of like they stuff themselves, so they're in a pretty lethargic state. Yeah. So that it's not like they're aggressive yeah. or anything. They just kind of like we're chilling. Yeah, it's we just had Thanksgiving. We had a lot of turkey, like." We're just taking a nap, and it, it was crazy. It's the weirdest thing super, I've seen. It's the coolest thing. I, I don't remember what her name is, but I've seen a couple of her videos, and it's like, she's like, this shed is overrun in honeybees, and so what I'm going to do is just take all this honeycomb and put it in this box, and then she starts, like, scooping up bees with her hands, and just dumb it, yeah. and I'm like, you can't scoop up bees with your hands, man. That's not safe. She's like, it's perfectly safe. Look, I just push them into this box, and here's the queen, and they catch it in, like, what looks like a hair clippy, and then just, like, put the hair clippy in the box, and then she's like, and then all the other bees follow. I'm like, no. <laughs> this You yeah, just got it's... stung to death. You, you edited out the part where you got yeah. stung by 45 <laughs> bees. She's just like chilling yeah. in like shorts and a t-shirt. Like I would be in like a full like Tyvek. <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so it's cool. very cool. So uh, except that's probably I'm actually going to get a bee farm once I move. Should get a, out of the city. Obviously, apiary. Um, apiary. Bee farm. The, the lingo. <laughs> bee no, farm. it's bee farm. <laughs> I'm going to get a sea farm. All right. A uh, couple cheap free games that have nothing to do with bees because the one bee related game I know Colby said wasn't very good. So. Uh, where bees, where make, bees honey. make honey. <laughs> it was awful. The uh, game that's free this week on the Epic Games Store, Colby also says is not very good, so... Meh. Oh, no, it's really I good. I thought you didn't like Creature in the Well. No, I, I really like oh, I thought you thought it was like super frustrating. 
Um, it is until you kind of learn that you have to upgrade. Oh. Um, like you pretty much need to get every weapon in that game or else it is going to be frustrating. And those are all hidden. But once you do that, it's actually really fun. Oh, that's funny because I actually had kind of avoided playing because I thought you said it wasn't very good. All right. So maybe give that a no. try. It's free this week on the Epic Game Store. It's also free on Game Pass, or at least it was. It was. It's uh, not bummer. The, the only thing I know about that game is I actually played uh, the demo of it at PAX, and I thought it was really funny because I was playing it. I'm like, oh, this game's pretty cool. I like, started playing, and I looked over next to me, and the people that were doing the demo next to me were actually like press. It was like a lady and her husband who were probably in their 50s that like ran their own YouTube like site and so they they got in they got to kick someone off because they had a press appointment and you know whatever and she's playing it and she was like terrible like she was she got (laughs) stuck like four minutes into the demo and had to keep asking like the devs for help because she kept getting stuck in the game and i'm like like it's fine like i understand that like you know whatever things happen people get confused but i'm like you're filming this is this going to go on your youtube page because you should not put this on your youtube page anyway creature in the wall check it out uh sony play at home which is their like kind of initiative where they just i don't know dump a bunch of games for free that you can download and i don't think i think you get them forever as i recall um as long as you have an active playstation account so starting on march 25th you will be able to get a free copy of abzu which um i might have talked about before a few times that game's pretty pretty okay has a who does the music? Yeah, like the, the soundtrack's something. Like, I don't I don't know if we should talk about it, but it's okay. It's, you know, whatever. Abzu's super good. It's like three hours long. Play it. The Witness. Um, it's made by Jonathan Blow, who's a kind of a D-bag, but whatever. Game's okay if you like puzzles. Um, Enter the Gungeon, which is super hard. Awesome. But it's so fun. Like, ev- it's a tough game. Everything's a gun. I love it. Um, Subnautica, which is also very good. It's a, like a kind of survival swimming game. Um, Res Scuba, yeah, Res Infinite. That's a music game, right? That's a Res is a like a rhythm game, isn't it? Yeah, it's so. also um, VR. Oh, cool. Yeah, Moss is actually uh, VR as well. You play this adorable little mouse. So is Astrobot. I played a lot. Astrobot Rescue Mission, also VR. Um, Paper Beast. I don't know anything about, but that's okay. And finally, Thumper, which is actually a really cool rhythm game. Um, I'm kind of terrible at it, but I know Adam um, and Vicky that uh, hosted the show a couple times also really enjoys Thumper. So check those out. Uh, so you have until March 25th to grab those. Or no, starting on March 25th, which is actually tomorrow. So grab, or today, depends on when you listen to the podcast. I'm going to be honest, time is a flat circle. So March 25th is when those are free. And then starting on April 22nd, you will be able to get Horizon Zero Dawn. I believe that is actually the complete edition that comes with all of the DLC. So yeah, yes. Horizon Zero Dawn's great. Um, it is like the reason I still have a PlayStation because someday I'm gonna beat that game. I should just buy it I on PC. Get into that game. I should I like it a lot. I should buy it on PC and then I can play it with an Xbox controller. Maybe that's the way to go about playing that game. Anyway, those are free on that Sony device you probably have. Finally, Troll Corner, um, which is also about the Sony device that you have. So I don't know if you guys remember, like, the lead-up to, like, kind of this generation of consoles, but we talked a little bit about um, Xbox's smart delivery plan, and what smart delivery made it happen was if you bought an Xbox game uh, for your Xbox One X, if there was a Series X version of it, um, it just upgrades. It happens automatically. Like, there aren't... It's the same game. Yeah, it's the same game. It's just different textures, really. Um, It just happens... It happens while you're sleeping. Like we, you turn it on, and you've got the Xbox Series, you know, X version. It's great. Um, no must, no fuss. That is not necessarily true if you have a PlayStation. Um, 
so apparently kind of the, and I'm probably going to get the exact part of this wrong, but uh, I'm, I'm going to try my best. So if you have, say, Avengers, um, like Colby, you have Avengers. If you boot it up right now, I have you know Avengers. what you get on your Xbox Series X? The Xbox Series X version of it. Isn't that cool? Sweet. Apparently, if you had yeah. a PlayStation 5 instead, what you'd have to do is um, you'd have to install, presumably you already have the PlayStation 4 version of it installed. So you'd have to do that. Completely full version of, of that. Now keep in mind, like the, the the system only has like a 750 gig hard drive. Probably only 600 gigs of it's usable. Um, so then what you're also going to do is have to download the PS5 version of it separately. So you have to have both of those installed, up to date, so on and so forth. Um, then you have to port your save game from the PS4 version over the PS5 version, which didn't really work at launch. So, um, you know, it, it's just it's just I'm, those things. I'm, I'm starting to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the process isn't smooth. Um, but hey, you know, to me, like, it's it's just those little things. It's it's When I look at the difference between my Xbox One X and my Xbox Series X. Like I can't tell you anything that's groundbreaking about it. Sure, things work better. Um, the playing on my phone is is revolutionarily better. Um, quick startup is way better. Like that stuff's cool, but everything almost is just like little teeny things that are just better. And smart delivery is one of those things that just continues to work. And I think that is one place where PlayStation really doesn't do a very good job. Is that some of their stuff just just doesn't really work, and that's kind of a bummer. So anyway. You guys have any thoughts, hopes, dreams? You want to talk about beekeeping anymore before we sign off? I do, but you gotta go. I should probably. Go. All right, cool. Bite Me Podcast. That is us. You can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com. You can follow us on social media at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram.com slash bite me podcast. You can join our Discord that might any day now be owned by Xbox or Microsoft, I suppose, at bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. We won't sell it. <laughs> Just really depends on how much you, you I, I ask. Would. Like, like I've got, I've got, you know, keeping my server. I've got some Mine. thoughts, but yeah, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm pretty much for sale. Um, you can donate to our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/BiteMePodcast. You can join or donate to our Extra Life team at BiteMePodcast.com/slash/ExtraLife. Dylan is headbanging hard into his camera, but Dylan. <laughs> 